The book of Colossians tonight will be in Colossians chapter number 2, Colossians chapter number 2, and I want to give you something tonight to be a help to you as it has been a help to me. Uh, I, will, I will set your mind at ease. Uh, originally, I had a Bible study that I had entitled 25 Things That I'm Thankful For, and um, one of that Bible study turned into my Sunday morning message, my Sunday night message, and now this message. And uh, so if you're adding up, you're, you're thinking he had four points on Sunday morning, he had five points on Sunday night. That leaves 16 points he hasn't covered yet. No, we're not going to do that this evening. Colossians chapter number two, uh, I'm going to read the first seven verses and uh, then I'm going to give us some uh, truths from, from this passage of Scripture. And then uh, what I think is a key uh, at the end, uh, and uh, we'll uh, go home f- uh, after we get through everything tonight. But the more, the, the more that I have studied, the more I study my Bible, and the more that I uh, learn the Bible, the more I am reminded and learn how important gratitude is and how important thankfulness is where it ranks in the mind of God. I guess uh, we always knew this, right? Because, you know, we've always been taught to be thankful and you, and, and, and you say thank you, and that's still good things to teach <clears throat> and hold to. But when I did the study several years ago on the e- emerging church in 2 Timothy chapter 3, one thing that stuck out at me of all the things listed there of the signs of the last days is unthankfulness. <clears throat> then you do a cross study to Romans chapter number 1, when God speaks of the reprobate mind, when he turns that mind over and he completely removes himself from their life, there in that list, unthankfulness. Unthankfulness is a sign of a very serious heart situation. <clears throat> we could break down problems in our country today, and we can, we can, we can make them political. We can make them ideology of this party or ideology of this party, Uh, But I think we could trace much of it to ingratitude, uh, much of it to unthankfulness. It is a serious thing. Those, as as God allowed, uh, was always part of his plan for our our nation to be founded. And those early founders that came over and uh, that, you know, first uh, feast or however you want to talk about it. and, and, And I've done research on that. You know I love history. And that first Thanksgiving dinner, they had cornbread dressing. They did not have stuffing. And uh, so I just want to establish that as documented. So um, are y'all awake today? Y'all just don't like my, y'all just don't like Bible. That's what it is. Y'all just don't like Bible. No. Uh, But ungratefulness is a very serious thing. And so I I want to learn from obviously what the Bible says, uh, but I want to learn from the mistakes uh, that generations have made, others have made, And so let's look at Colossians chapter number 2, verse number 1. For I would that you knew what great conflict I have for you and for them at Laodicea, and for as many as have not seen my face in the flesh. Their hearts might be comforted, being knit together in love and unto all riches of the full assurance of understanding to the acknowledgement of the mystery of God and of the Father and of Christ, in whom are hid all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. And this I say, lest any man should beguile you with enticing words. For though I be absent in the flesh, yet am I with you in the spirit, 
joying and beholding your order and the steadfastness of your faith in Christ. As ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in Him, rooted and built up in Him, established in the faith, as ye have been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. There is a lot in those seven verses. There's so much in those seven verses that I'm afraid often, certainly in in the case of this preacher, often those last two words get overlooked because of so much that is in these verses. There's a lot of practical admonition. There's a lot of doctrinal admonition. And Paul puts those two words with thanksgiving. I'm going to teach you on a subject tonight that I think is very important. And I think it's a reason why uh, there's all these speculations and surveys and things of uh, why do churches change and why do churches close and why do, why do generations leave the church? Is there something wrong? There's nothing wrong with the Bible. There's nothing wrong with doing church the way the Bible says to do church. But I'm afraid we're not thankful enough for our heritage. And tonight I'm going to teach you on that subject, thankful for my heritage. Let's ask the Lord to help us. Father, thank you for the Word of God. Thank you for the opportunity to have it, to hold it, uh, to read it, to memorize it. Father, thank you for the Spirit of God that lives within us, uh, who helps us understand it, who teaches us uh, your Word. Father, I pray that tonight as we look into this passage of Scripture, we would hide these things in our heart. And uh, Father, may uh, we uh, be reminded of some wonderful truths that would be a help to us and those that come behind us. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Paul is reminding these Christians of several things. Uh, He obviously is not with them, as we read in the first few verses, uh, but he is urging them to continue. Uh, He is reminding them of what God has done for them. And might I remind all of us, when God does something for us, yes, we should be thankful for that, but we have a responsibility with that. And certainly he reminds them of what God has done for them. He reminds them, he asks them to read, and what he is saying in so many words is to remember the things that God has done for, for you, and it should help you to continue. And might I say very quickly to all of us tonight, if we remember what God has done for us, it should help us to continue. It should help us to go on. He reminds them of this, and he, as he reminds them of their, their heritage, he, we notice that he ties two things in, uh, two, those two words at the end of verse number 7, with thanksgiving. Now, I believe there were probably two groups of people, uh, you, two, two types of people uh, that you could put everybody in these categories. There are probably some who had forgotten what God had done for them. They had forgotten the heritage that they had. They had forgotten that they had salvation by Jesus Christ. Now, from time to time, we let other things cloud our memories, cloud the priorities of our life, and sometimes we just need to remember what God has done for us. And as, a, as somebody who, who has grown up in church, saved at a young age, it is easy the longer you're in the family of God the longer you're under the Word of God, to let it slip your mind to not be on purpose being reminded of what God has given you. My heritage goes all the way back to the Apostle Paul. My heritage goes all the way back to Jesus Christ Himself. 
That's a heritage to be proud of. I'm getting ahead of myself, but I'm not interested in letting anybody try and shame me in what I am and what I believe. I have a heritage that I'm proud of. But I think sometimes we forget what we have. And sometimes we make a statement like that. My heritage goes all back to the Apostle Paul. We say, really? Yes, that's what we have. That is our heritage, and we should not forget that. But I think there was the second category. There were some who Paul was writing to that did not understand what they had in their heritage. And I believe you can apply this today in our country. When it comes to the United States of America, there are some who have no idea what they have in the United States of America. They don't know the heritage. There's a lot of people who've forgotten the heritage that they have. But in our Bible-believing churches, our Bible-believing homes, there's a danger there. In, in the, if I could use, if you allow me to use the word pride, in, the, in our pride of what we are and our pride of what we believe, do we add those last two words with thanksgiving? I am what I am, and I'm glad to be what I am, but I ought to be thankful for the heritage that I have. I did not make myself. I did not come to where I am in my Christian life all by myself. There were many people who had a part in that. The Apostle Paul had a part in that. Those faithful men who was passed to, to this generation had a part in that. And I always want to be reminded to be thankful for my heritage. Let's look into our text tonight, and I believe there's a few things there that remind us. He was reminding them of the heritage they had, and we can be reminded that we have the same heritage tonight, and quite frankly, we walk out of here, I want us to be thankful for it. I want us to be proud of it, but I want us to be grateful for it. I realize that I have a lot in being taught what I've been taught from a young age. I, I, I have to remind myself with, with interacting with, with other Christians or with other preachers, and, and I'm privileged because of the way I grew up. I'm privileged of, of the training that I had as a young man. I'm privileged of the great men that I got to sit under. I'm privileged by that. Not everybody had that. It's a, it's a heritage that I have that I want to be thankful for. And so tonight, I want us to see several things. Look at me at verse number 6. As ye have therefore so received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him. You know, there might be some who, who would say, I'm not a Baptist and I'm proud of my heritage, but there's only one heritage that can go back and say that you've received the salvation of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, just like be, being a Baptist won't save you, being a Catholic won't save you, uh, but the Lord Jesus Christ will save you, put your faith and trust in him. And that's number one tonight. We are thankful for our heritage of salvation. The book of Jude calls it a common salvation, not meaning it's ordinary, but everybody who is saved gets saved the same way. It means God will save anybody who wants to be saved the way he says that he will save them. That is our heritage. I want you to think about that this evening. Receive Christ Jesus the Lord. Our salvation is not in a religious man. Our salvation is not in a church. It is in Christ Jesus our Lord. If you're saved tonight, it's because you put your faith and trust in Christ. It's because Christ shed his blood for you and that a payment was applied through our faith extended by the grace of God. You know, I'm thankful that I'm saved. I trust that you're thankful that you're saved. That's where our heritage begins. It is a heritage of the Lord Jesus Christ. 
It is his sacrifice on Calvary, his willingness to pay my sin debt, his conquering of death and hell and coming forth out of that grave, uh, holding the keys to death, the keys to hell. That's the heritage we have. And Paul reminds them, don't forget your salvation. We forget our, we're not, we become, we we got to be very careful that we have a gratitude, and I've been reminding us all of this lately, be thankful for our salvation with thanksgiving. I'm thankful for my salvation. I trust that you're thankful for your salvation. Listen with me also in verse number six, and we'll move quickly to number two. As ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, notice the next words, so walk ye in him. The second part of my heritage that I'm thankful for is the walk. He's not reminding them, and I want you to look at verse number 1, and there's a word there I want you to reference. It's the word Laodicea. That is not what I would say a place that's on fire for God. Um, Read the book of Revelation and what he says about the church of Laodicea. Um, it's It's not the pattern. Church of Laodicea had a problem. They couldn't decide if they were on God's team or the world's team. They tried to stay in the middle. And he's, he's not referencing them. He's saying, walk ye in him. How many of you are saved tonight on your way to heaven? Okay. Who are we supposed to walk after? The Lord. You know what my heritage is? It's walking after Christ. And quite frankly, I know it's 2021, but there's some places he wouldn't walk to. There's some establishments he wouldn't walk in. There, there, there's some things he would not have a part in. And, and I want to remind all of us tonight, especially our young people, don't be ashamed of walking in a, in a clean manner. You know, separation's not a bad word. I thought I'd get a better response than that, but it's not a bad word. Uh, living a clean life is a good thing. Holiness is still in the Bible. By the way, it's still better to be holy than hip. If I got to choose between the two, I'm going to choose holiness. Our pastor is just hip. Well, there's a lot I could say about that. You notice they always say that with a lisp too. Anyway, good works is what a child of God ought to be doing. You know, I, I want to be I, with Thanksgiving. I. And often, and I hope our teenagers listen to this, and our young adults, and all of us, but especially them, you know, it's a good thing for us and our children to be sheltered from the things of this world. As a pastor, I spend much of my ministry trying to help, because when people get saved out of this world, they're beaten and bruised and scarred, trying to help. Put, put lives back together. Try to help getting them to people to understand God will still use you. God wants to use you. God has things for you to do. That's much of what I do as a pastor. Uh, but the point I'm trying to make is I, I'm thankful for the walk I have. It's because I was instructed to walk differently. And sometimes we can take for granted the fact that as young people, we were sheltered from this world and we don't have scars that we would have had, but it's because of the heritage that we have that keeps us from it. This world likes to mock the heritage that we have when it comes to the way we live or the way we should live, but that's fine. They can mock. 
I'd rather them make fun of my kids because they act a certain way, they dress a certain way, they don't do certain things, but I'd rather them have to deal with that than have to deal with a life that is full of scars and regrets and sorrows. I'm not embarrassed by the walk. I I like the walk. I like not not going to bed with a and waking up with a headache on on Saturday morning because of what I was doing on Friday night. I, I like not having those things in my life. But it's not because of my flesh. It's not because I'm better than anybody else. Quite frankly, it's the walk of the Lord Jesus Christ. If we weren't following his, I hope you get this tonight, if we weren't following his pattern as our heritage, how are we training up our children in in, in the nurture and the admonition of the Lord? We're training them to try and be like Jesus. We're training them to try and walk as he walked. And I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful that there's some things that, that I don't have to look back on with regret. It's because of the heritage that I have. It's because of the instruction that I received. I want to be thankful for that. You, you young people, you teenagers, sometimes it's like, well, I just, you know, but trust me. Trust me. You'll be thankful one day if you stay, stay close to this book that you didn't stray from the walk that you were given. The world says it's better. It's not. Walk after the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, I'd be thankful for our walk. You say, well, you know, we're, we're, we're this and that. And I was, no, no, no. The Bible, the walk of the Lord, that's what keeps us. You know, can, can, parents, let me give you some counsel if you'll let me. Even if you don't agree with it, if it'll keep your kids from having scars, I think that's a pretty good reason to do it. Let me say it like this for some of you. If they turn out not to be as messed up as you are, that's probably a good reason to do it. But it's the walk. So walk ye in him. I'm thankful for my heritage and the fact that there's a different walk. Number three. We see in verse number seven. Rooted and built up in him. Established in the faith. The third thing that I'm thankful for when it comes to my heritage is my foundation. Look at verse number seven. We see a word there I want you to notice. the The word rooted. I think we can draw a conclusion to what that word means, but quite simply, it means fixed. It means deep, as in deep roots, but it also means radical. Oh, I don't think, oh, I got to be careful in how, how much of a, I don't want people to think I'm a radical Christian. Well, you think Jesus was pretty radical in the day he lived to the world? You think the, the, those, the, the, the disciples, those apostles, you think they were radical? I mean, you go to church on Sunday morning and Sunday night, you're one of those radical Christians. Well, wait till I tell you I go on Wednesday night. Yeah, wait till I tell you Sunday school. What's radical? Well, let me, what are we rooted in? We're rooted and built up in who? Him. Him. See, that's the difference. I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself. Are, are Muslims radical? That's radical. And they got all their, their, their beliefs and faith in a fairy tale. It's, it's not of God. I think it's pretty radical to do some of the things these other... I think it's pretty radical for you know, Mormons to take two years of their life and go on a missionary trip. If you're just talking about radical. And they don't have the truth. 
But we don't want to be too radical and pass out our track, do we? We don't want to be too radical and give everything for our God. Uh, that's what it means. Uh, notice the word established. Rooted and built up in Him and established in the faith. I don't know if I gave you number three or yet, but I'm thankful for my foundation. My foundation. Again, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I don't do much, even though I'm dealing with contractors, I, I, I'm not a contractor. I don't, I've never built a house. I've built some tree houses, pretty awesome tree houses in my day, but, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not, that's not what I do. But I do know this, the foundation's important. Because if the foundation is right, you can build a pretty big structure on that foundation. You go, I've, I've had the privilege to go, as some, many of you have, go to the big cities. And I think of back when I actually would go to New York City and you look and see those big skyscrapers and your eyes are always up at the skyscrapers, but the, which is a marvel. But without the foundation, there's nothing for that structure to stand on. I do know this. I've seen houses catch fire and burn. And when it was all said and done, the foundation was still there. That's why the Bible asks the question, if the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? But I'm thankful for my heritage in the sense of the foundation because the foundation is the Lord Jesus Christ. I have something to build on. I can build a life on that foundation. I can build a marriage on that foundation. I can build a home on that foundation. That A church can be built on that foundation. I'm thankful for the foundation. It's not shifting and it doesn't change. And by the way, still in 2021, it, this is the same book that it's ever been. It's, the words are preserved in heaven. When the foundation is right, we don't need to change anything. That's why I'm not changing my walk because the nothing wrong with the foundation. That's why I'm not putting my hope and faith in anything else because the foundation is sure. I'm thankful that I don't have to wonder if I'm doing the right thing because my foundation is the Lord Jesus Christ. And in his word, I get the instructions that I need. And, I, and I, I'm thankful for that heritage, the foundation. Do you realize that, 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 that the same instruction that has been given for us to have a home that would honor God is the same instruction that's always been? Well, Pastor, it's harder today. I will grant you it's harder today than at other periods of time in our country, but I don't think it was harder to be a Christian today than it was when Paul was penning these words. That's why some of his letters are called the prison epistles. I don't, well, it's just harder today. It's not harder today than it's been in other, it wasn't, I mean, it wasn't hard. I mean, I mean, really, I mean, Demas forsook for the world. It was probably a little harder then than it is now. But that foundation, I'm thankful for that foundation. Number four. Verse number seven. Rooted and build up in him, established in the faith as ye have been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. Again, we're talking about thanksgiving with the heritage that we have, with what we have in our salvation, in our walk, in our foundation. And I remind you, they're all Jesus Christ. Our salvation is in Jesus Christ. Our walk is... We're walking as Jesus Christ. I say this often. I was reminded by one of our members not too long ago about a certain subject. I remind you, until you get your own convictions, borrow your pastors. But get your own. 
But in the meantime, you can borrow your pastors. But it needs to be built on the Lord Jesus Christ, not on any man. We understand that. We're walking after him. Uh, Paul also writes, in, in, I believe it's also in the book of Colossians, if not Colossians, it's, it's, it's the book of uh, Philippians, I believe, where he says, walk worthy. How do we walk worthy? We walk worthy because we're walking like Christ. Well, what's a Christian supposed to do? Let's try and be like Christ. And there's more to it than just wearing a T-shirt that says, I have decided. There's more to it than just WWJD. It's a life walking after him. It's all Jesus. Our foundation is Jesus Christ. What's the foundation of this church? It's Jesus. What's the foundation of our homes? It should be Jesus. That's our heritage. Then see number four. As ye have been taught, you cannot remove, number four, the teachers from our heritage. I'm thankful for the Apostle Paul. I'm thankful that he was willing to take the beatings. I'm thankful that he was willing to be imprisoned. I'm thankful that he was willing to be bound and sent to Rome so that the gospel could get to, the, get to Europe and to the known world. I'm thankful for that. That's, that's my heritage. I'm thankful. I read Hebrews 11 in that great hall of faith and I, I, I'm all, there's so much to learn, and we've, we've done Sunday school series on that, but the part that always moves me the most is when you get towards the end of Hebrews 11, and there's, un, there's unnamed martyrs of who the Scripture says, of whom the world was not worthy. That's our heritage. I'm thankful for the teachers that through the centuries were faithful to handle the Word of God. And they won someone to Christ who won someone else to Christ who won someone else to Christ. And then eventually that gospel gets to us in this day. I'm thankful for those in that previous generation, those teachers, if you will, those preachers, if you will, who were faithful in their day when it was unpopular to stand for the Word of God. When I think of the preachers of the past generation, and certainly Brother Hiles comes to mind, who would preach when it wasn't popular on a man I look like a man and a woman I look like a woman, and it was laughed and mocked and ridiculed and prophesied that there would come a day when people wouldn't even know if they were a man or a woman. People aren't laughing now. They're not laughing now. But I'm thankful for those preachers that in the day would, would take a stand and we revere them now, if you'll allow me to use that word, and we respect them now, but they weren't greatly respected when they were taking those stands. I'm thankful for them. I'm thankful for a man like Brother Al Lacey, who's in heaven and, and was a great champion of the Bible and the fact that we had a perfect Bible. I'm not embarrassed of my heritage. I'm not ashamed of my heritage. But more than that, I'm truly thankful for the teachers who influenced me. I'm thankful for those who had a direct impact in my life. I'm thankful for those who taught me Sunday school. I'm thankful for those who, dare I say it, even taught me in the Christian school. There's your one time of the year. That's all you're going to get. Uh, I'm, th I'm thankful for those who had a, that kind of an influence in my life. I'm thankful for that. As ye have been taught, you cannot separate who taught you from your heritage. You can't separate it. 
I'm grateful for one thing that the devil is doing in our nation today is you watch it and you watch what happens in the political world. It also happens in the, in, in the, the church world. You, you, have to, you have to go back in history and you have to erase everybody. It's the same thing that has taken place and people want to disparage those who were faithful with the word of God. And, and I, 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 I think we ought to be thankful for those who taught us the word of God. I think we ought to have some gratitude towards that. That is our heritage. If you had a, if you, many of you didn't grow up here, many of you have been a member for a short time, and whatever pastor taught you the word of God, and whatever pastor, as many of you, you did grow up in church, if, even if it wasn't this one, somebody taught you the word, that is your heritage. By the way, Sunday school is our heritage. Teaching and preaching the word of God is our heritage. I want to be thankful for that. I, I, want, I don't want to just pay it lip service. I want to acknowledge it. That's why we ought to be grateful for those uh, who are living and dead, who were faithful teachers, part of our heritage. Um, one of the reasons why our country is in the mess it is because it doesn't know its history. It doesn't know its heritage. And that was a planned thing many, many decades ago to remove history and to change history and and so, so that they don't, so we don't even understand what what our nation is about, and we have a heritage, in the United States of America, that we ought to be thankful for, and grateful for, and certainly that certainly applies to us as we live in this great nation. But even more important than that is the the book that we have, the those that were faithful in our lives, and every young person, if you have a you have a maybe you're here tonight because your mom and dad made you come, you ought to be fall on your face and be thankful that they made you come to the house of God even when you didn't want to come to the house of God because they had the priority right. Those parents are their teachers and parents tonight. The greatest thing you can do is it, it more, than even, build, more than even get a nicer car or get a, get a nicer house is make sure your children are taught the word of God. Make sure they're taught and, and from the youngest age can receive Christ as their Savior. And that is part of our heritage and we ought to be thankful for it. He reminds them of being taught, which draws us to those who have taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. Now, I think that everything so far that has been said, I think everybody in here would agree with me on. Now, don't come up to me after and say, well, yeah, I know you said everybody's going to agree, but I was back there thinking, don't, I'm just, let me live in my little utopia, think everything that I say, everybody just loves but I think we all could appreciate what Paul is reminding them of their salvation. We ought to be walking after the Lord, the foundation that we have, the teachers that have, been, that have taught us. But there's a key here, and it comes with a warning. And I want to, before I, before I point something out, and we'll be, we'll be through in just a moment, I want to take your mind back to something I said before I even read the text that God's perspective of thankfulness and gratitude is, is very different sometimes than ours, meaning he gives it a great priority. I re referenced the two passages of Scripture, and certainly there's other places, but two specific passages of Scripture that are very telling. In 2 Timothy 3, that last days, unthankfulness is there. Romans chapter number 1, the reprobate mind, unthankfulness is there. 
Now, Paul reminds them of their heritage and says, with thanksgiving. You're saved by the Lord Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen to that. Remember that with thanksgiving. Walk in Him with thanksgiving. Here's the, you're rooted and you're established with thanksgiving. You you ought to be, we're here on a Tuesday night, the normal midweek service of it before Thanksgiving. Somebody taught all of us how important it was to be under the teaching of the Word of God. And, And there's a lot of saved people who don't have that, and if somebody taught them, they could get rooted, they could get established, they could walk worthy. All of us have had that in our life. He's reminding them. With thanksgiving, the teachers, what you've been taught, with thanksgiving. Now notice there's a warning, and it's key in verse number 4. And this I say, lest any man should beguile you with enticing words. Skip down to verse number 8. Beware. Now, I don't know that I'm a Bible scholar, but when I see the word beware, that means to me, pay attention. You might want to make a note of this. Beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit after the traditions of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. Our entire heritage is Christ. Paul, I've already mentioned, I'm thankful for the Apostle Paul. Apostle Paul was teacher and preacher of Christ, but apostle. We have what we have because of Christ. Paul also writes to them, he wants to say, let me remind you, even though I'm not with you in the flesh, even though I'm not with you, some of you have never even seen my face. He says, let me remind you of these things. Here's some things I want to, you're saved. You walk like a pagan. You live like a pagan, but now you walk after him. And on and on he writes and rooted and built up. He says, but beware, lest any man spoil you with things that are not after Christ." He mentions in verse number four, enticing words. They sound good. They sound religious. They might even be found somewhere in the Bible. He says in verse number eight, spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit. After the tradition of men, after the, after the rudiments of the world. I think there's several applications that I think come to mind very, very quickly. But here's the point I want to make. Here's, here's, we, we, we're reminded to be thankful for our heritage, but notice the warning. Why is he warning? One, he doesn't want anybody to be enticed to, to stop following Christ. But there's a tie here. And I believe when we keep in mind 2 Timothy 3, Romans chapter number 1, and keep in mind the premium that God places on thanksgiving, when you find someone who is unthankful for their heritage, you can trace it back to falling prey to what Paul is warning them about. Those today who had the benefit of the same heritage you and I have, who are ungrateful, I don't care, and, and listen to me, I, I know it's Tuesday night, but I just feel like preaching tonight, is that all right? I don't care if you, 
you grow up in a church like this, I don't care if you agree with everything. Have a little bit of respect for your mom and dad who sacrificed for you, who put a roof over your head, who, who, who prayed for you. Have a little respect. If you find someone who had all the benefits and all the privileges and they were sheltered from this world and they had the benefits and the blessings of God and then you find them not just ungrateful but being critical and, and slanderous towards the very Jesus that they say saved them, I promise you it's a heart of ingratitude that can be traced back to enticing words, philosophy and vain deceit, traditions of men, rudiments of the world, not after Christ. I'm saying all that to say this. Let's heed the warning. I hope... You, you know me well enough to know my heart. And when I preach this tonight, I'm thankful for my heritage. I'm pretty certain you believe it. But if I don't beware, that could change. Long before somebody recants this book, they become ungrateful. They may not do it literally, but in practice, they take out a pen and they mark out the words with thanksgiving. That's why it's important when, when I, I do my best to remind us all, including myself, be thankful for your salvation. I'm not just saying that so it's filler. Well, I got to keep them here an hour, so I better find some words to fill in. I don't have any problem finding words to fill in. We've got to stay thankful for that. Don't ever forget that we're nothing but sinners saved by the grace of God. We deserve to pay for our sin in hell. I'm saved tonight. I'm not better than anybody, but I'm thankful I'm saved. I'm thankful that I can say and say, well, well you know, you just live separated lives and these, they think they're better than everyone. No, no, I'll tell you right now. I'm thankful for the walk that I've been taught because of what it's kept me from. I'm not a good enough Christian to face all the enticements of this world and not succumb to it. That's why I'm glad I was taught, here's the lines that you put around yourself that the Bible teaches. Stay in that box and you won't have the heartache. You won't have the, the scars. You won't have to put your life together. I'm thankful for that. You may think you're a strong enough Christian to deal with all of that. I don't think I am. I'm thankful for the walk. Instead of the, well, my, my mom and dad emotionally abused me. They wouldn't let me do what everybody else did. You're an ingrate. Ungrateful. Excuse me. You should not shouldn't say ingrate from the pulpit. You're ungrateful. Um, let's make sure that we look at these things with thanksgiving. With thanksgiving. This is an important truth for us to be reminded of because we ought to be thankful for what we have. We ought to be thankful for our heritage. Our heritage is Jesus. Why would anybody be ashamed of Jesus? We're not going to get to heaven and Jesus say, you know, well, you, you were a little too separated. You lived a little too clean life. 
You know, the only complaint I have, you're a little, a little, a little too holy. I mean, your standards were a little too high. It's not going to happen. We ought to be thankful for what we have. And let me just close with this. If, as an American, I'm thankful for the heritage that I have. I'm, I'm thankful that I have an understanding of that heritage. Um, I'm not interested in those who've benefited from the same heritage to turn with their millions of dollars from their mansions, lecture me on what's wrong with my country. They, they've, they've lost the gratitude. They, they've lost the, they're so oppressed that they're a multi-millionaire. Sign me up for that oppression. So oppressed in America. And nobody would say America's a perfect place. I'll be the first one to say it's not a perfect place. I, I got a list of complaints. But I, I'm not buying a one-way ticket to another country either, though. The point I'm making is they've got nothing to say that I want to hear because I'm, I'm thankful for my heritage. I'm thankful for what I have. Let's make a spiritual application. Someone who's never had my heritage, there's not much they can talk to me about my heritage. Somebody who had the same heritage and then left it is ungrateful for it. Just like I'm not letting some millionaire athlete lecture me on what's wrong with my country, I'm not letting them lecture me on what's wrong with my Bible, what's wrong with my church, what's wrong with my Savior, what's, what's wrong with, with, the, with the man of God, what's wrong with... I'm not interested you say, it's because, no, no, it's because I want to remain grateful for what I have. You don't have to tell me George Washington was an imperfect man. When you say he was a man, we know he was imperfect. But I'm grateful for our founding fathers. I'm grateful for the sacrifices they made. Let's, let's be thankful for our heritage. I'm thankful for that. Let's be thankful for what we have. We know we're supposed to be thankful. Thursday, we're going to be reminded to be thankful. I know what I'm going to be thankful for on Thursday. That's why I'm getting all this out right now. But let's be thankful for what we have. And there's a warning there that I want us to hold to. I want us to be reminded of what we have. Thankfulness is a big deal. You ought to, if, 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 if the person who's made a great influence on your life is still alive, you ought to let them know. Uh, I, I want to always honor those. I think of those who are in heaven who, who, who were faithful to teach me in their life and in their ministry. Many, some that I didn't have close contact with at all, but I'm thankful. I'm, I'm thankful. I'm grateful for the Apostle Paul. I'm thankful. Remember those ministry companions? I'm thankful for them. It's part of my heritage. But I got, I got a, that warning. Let's keep that gratitude. Keep that thankfulness. Father, help us.